The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Can't get enough? Dive back in with discussions about the latest episodes, the dramas, and the storylines from the most entertaining and addictive reality shows you love to hate or hate to love. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. It's You Get a Rose with Marley McMillan. I know that it's not going to work out. Can I walk you out? I'm good. I'll walk you out. No, I don't. I'm good. Seriously. I'm going to walk you out because you deserve that. And I don't don't need, like, a walkout. Well, I don't think you need anything, but I'm going to give you that respect. You can just stay by her hair. It's fine. Yeah, I'll say goodbye. I honestly do wish you the best, like I do. I think Chris is just a very angry person. This is Chris proved that he's not for me. He's not somebody that I would want to spend my life with, who I would want as my partner, who I would want to raise children with. He's not the guy I want in my life ever. You tell him, Becca. Welcome back to You Get a Rose. It's Marley, and I'm here actually today with Twin Cities Live and my talk, uh, the Dirt Alert Queen, Elizabeth <laughs> Reese. Hi, Marl. Thanks for being here. This is very exciting. It's really fun to have you. I'm delighted to be part of the You Get a Rose podcast. It you is- know that I plan my Monday nights around Bachelor and Bachelorette viewing. Well, I have to say, you know, here and there, I look for a fill-in co-host. I normally do it with my best friend, Mary, but yep. I, I look for, you know, people that are also really big fans of the show, and since I've been joining you on Twin Cities Live to talk about the episodes on Tuesdays, I've I've just been thinking to myself, Elizabeth is a true fan. I've been trying to impress you with my knowledge, and clearly it's paid off because now I'm in the big seat. It has. Yes, this is big time, Elizabeth, when you go from TV to podcasting. I love podcasts. <laughs> this is really, really exciting. And of course, we're talking our favorite topic. That Chris is the worst. Chris is the worst. He just truly let his insecurities get the best of him. And as these contestants are wont to do, he had a complete meltdown. Breakdown, yep. Self-destructed. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to say he has since apologized. He went onto Instagram and he was wearing a shirt that said hashtag own it. Oh. And he basically in a very long post said, I acknowledge I take responsibility for my behavior. Everything that I watched, I shuddered along with with you. Aww. He goes, I my insecurity got the best of me and it was unattractive and he says for someone that is level-headed, he kind of said he is level-headed which Again, not totally sure about that, but questionable at best. He does say, you know, this show is really intense that I mean, he basically he says I failed. He said I failed and it got the best of me, but he said I'm going to take it as a positive and just understand that I can learn from this and at least become a better person. I think but, that's good. Yeah, I at least appreciated seeing that. I'm glad he did that. I'm sure this is a unique opportunity to see yourself in not so great situations. And we can certainly all look back at different dating situations and see times when we did not behave the best. Absolutely. And this unfortunately is his option. But boy, did he come off like a man baby? He I did. mean, it was really whiny. It was classless. It was, you know, not even being able to be gracious enough to a person to say, "Okay, yes, please walk me out." Yes. And not being able to say back to her, "I wish you the best." Mm-hmm. Is really a sad commentary on the state that he was in. Yeah, he was kind of delusional in the sense that he thought that he was not at all part of the problem. He thought that he 
had to keep defending himself. But it the question then is, why are you so defensive? You right. know, why do you feel like you need to defend yourself? No one else really was attacking him. Mm-mm. And therefore, again, as Becca pointed out, he was attacking other people. And it was all just coming from this massive insecurity and the bitterness kind of followed him all the way to the end as you said when he you know was kind of argumentative and negative until the moment he left she should have booted him in vegas yes he should have gotten booted right then as soon as he threw that hissy fit where he didn't feel like she looked at him enough or said hi to him enough when she was managing 10 other guys Mm -hmm. and he didn't have enough you know, cojones to go up and say hi to her. Yeah. She should have just said, peace out, buddy. Yeah. And w- and when she went on and said, like, he's not a person I want as a partner yep. or as a father of my children yeah. or as anything. Well, we've all been, I feel like we've been in those situations with people, too, where you you kind of can't win. Uh, where right. you are, you're talking to them and they think it's the rest of the people that are the problem. They can't see that it is them. But having that conversation and it's hard not to get sucked into that. I was so glad to see that she finally was able to kind of take a bird's eye view and be like, wait, what's the common denominator here? You, Chris. Yes. Yeah. And it's time for you to go. Plus the arguing, you are going to argue in your relationship. Yeah. Newsflash. Mm-hmm. That's what happens as it goes on. Yes. You don't have an argument free life ahead of you. And if someone can't argue well, I mean, arguing with respect or having a conversation yeah. and acknowledging when you've done something wrong is a biggie. Yeah. And if you can't do that, boy, I mean, that is tough. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that really showed when he said to her, he said at one point, I mean, about his time in Vegas and when he threw the fit, he said, I really just need you not to think about that. I know. And that moment was just like. You don't tell her what to think. And if you want to get past that, you have to prove yourself You and show that you're better than that. You can't just tell her. It's time for you to be over it. <laughs> yeah. That moment was just, oh, gosh. I know. But, I and know. I'm so glad that the whole thing was the nail in the coffin because he had to go. Okay. And one question I kind of have about Chris's drama and the drama with Lincoln and that kind of thing is, do people like this type of drama? Because for me, I'm just glad to now be with the guys that actually seem like genuine guys. Like, yeah. I enjoy that more. That said, Chris, he's on a he's got a one way ticket to paradise right now because he was just announced as having joined the cast of Bachelor in Paradise. Well, he will be fun to watch on that show. I still miss Jordan because Jordan was so wildly entertaining. Yeah. And I loved his one liners. Yes. And I loved like how he would talk about skincare and hair care and all of those things. <laughs> it's sort of like that kind of drama is really fun yes. to watch because it's just so unbelievable. And uh-huh. he was sort of endearing about it. Yeah. Chris's drama was like get him out of here. He's yes. Nuts. Yes, he's kind of ruining it for everybody. Jordan wasn't really ruining it for everyone. He was just kind of fun. And I actually feel like Leo's a little bit like that, too. Agreed. I I think he might also have, obviously, some element of his being there that is a part of upping his profile. For sure. But the fact that he's really, really nice and kind of down to earth and maybe just okay with that, but also looking for someone single, maybe. I think is fine. He's lovely. Yeah, I mean, what the right reasons are... Don't have to be just like, I am going to fall in love with this person. Like, that's kind of psycho. Yes. The right reason should be you're there to have a good time. You're there to have some relationships and see where it goes. That's enough. Yeah. I mean, that and wanting to be extremely famous and sell, you know, (laughs) 
gummy bears on Instagram afterwards are not mutually exclusive. Oh, man. It is really fun. I was really confused about why Lincoln, who was such a huge part of the season, who we saw him in so many scenes where... He was like talking about how the earth was flat. Mm -hmm. He was in these arguments with Chris. He got a lot of flack from the guys at the beginning for cheating on one of the games. And uh, when he left Marley, mum, nothing, not even an exit interview was shown. Like nothing. There was something weird about that. I got like such a weird vibe. Well, you know what that might be is we know that Lincoln had some weird headlines outside of the show. Yeah. Number one being that he is now a convicted uh, uh, sex offender. Oh, jeez. He was uh, convicted of assault and battery and now has to register as a sex offender. That that conviction just came down like a month ago. So maybe they didn't want to give him any more attention than was necessary. The only thing that they could have done, because they only found out about this afterwards, you know, that behavior and that, um, that legal proceeding. Yeah. After the show obviously is filmed and taped and has already started airing, the only thing they could have done, and you might know better about this than I would because you know TV, but uh, would be to edit edit scenes right yeah. later on. They yeah. can't really edit him out. Um, they have to have him get eliminated on his own. And he had to be in the stuff with Chris because otherwise yes. it wouldn't. Nothing would have made sense. Yes. They had to keep him in that. Otherwise, you would have been like. Wait, what's the drama mm-hmm. about? Because yeah. he was so integral in that. But I thought it was really fascinating that it was like. He was out. You didn't even see them say goodbye. You didn't see anything post him leaving. Yeah. You just saw Connor with his shirt unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. That was the only thing I wondered about the Lincoln stuff is is if they went back and, and edited him to look a certain way um, because of those headlines. Yeah. And Connor went home, too. And mm-hmm. then we might as well just mention that. Yeah. I mean, all three guys that went home were Connor, Lincoln and uh, Chris, which as far as I'm concerned, they all could have gone home a long time ago because yeah. Connor got into that initial spat with Lincoln where he chucked that frame out the window, which in and of itself was kind of weird. I know, but I did end up liking him. I thought he was charming and fun. I think he just like had a bad moment and he didn't like Lincoln yep. and which none of the guys did. Totally. And so I kind of felt like. That was fair. He, I, I thought he was charming. I ended up liking him a little bit too, and especially when he was brought into some drama, I thought his reactions were good. Me too. But in his exit interview, he did kind of just blame Becca, in which case I thought Connor, because he kind of goes, she just didn't want to, she just didn't want to <laughs> see if it would work. And it's like, well, Connor, I mean, it kind of goes both ways, but that's not the last we'll hear of Connor. We can make a true decision on how much we like him in paradise. We he's totally can. To. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really good. It is. Yeah. It, the Bachelor just on a whole is such a fascinating it human is. study in how we handle rejection. Yes, it is a social experiment. Newsflash, we don't handle it very well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Okay, so let's talk about some of the guys who were not rejected last night. Great. Who had big nights. Jason, he had his first one-on-one with Becca. And everyone fell in love with Jason. I was getting text messages from people who were like, hold the phone. Who is this guy? I love this guy. Yeah, Becca said at one point, my feelings increased exponentially for Jason. And I thought, mine too. Yeah. And then I thought, everyone's too. Because everyone (laughs) is now in love with Jason. He's so cute. I mean, the fact that she showed up at this bar and brought his best friends there and how they all like hugged and embraced was so 
cute. I think they need to do more of that on this show. I am, you know, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but I am over these ridiculously manufactured dates. Mm -hmm. I think they're getting so boring and stupid, particularly this season. Okay. And I want to see more of the like real life stuff. Like I liked seeing them just hanging out in a bar with his friends. Totally. That to me was like so fun. And I want them to do more of those things, like find out more about who these guys are Mm -hmm. and then introduce us to more of their life. Like if one is super into hockey, Take totally. them to a hockey game yeah. and like set it up with that so that the dates tell a little bit more of a story rather than just being cheap shtick. Yes. I love that, Elizabeth. If I were a Bachelor producer. I know. I'm, what I would do. I know. I'm, I'm bogged down with other jobs. Yeah, yeah you've got a lot going on. Um, I love that idea. I love that Becca did this. It makes me like and kind of be even more proud of Becca because we so are because she's our Minnesota girl. We totally are. We adore we are, her. We are. But it, I mean, it makes me think of... Her thoughtfulness, and particularly when you compare it to previous people who've been The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, I mean, you think of Ari last season on one of his first one-on-ones, oh, he brings Crystal to his family, which, again, you're thinking as the girl, oh, wow, this is so special, he's bringing me to his family, but when you contrast it to Becca thinking, oh, I want to do something really special for this other person. Yeah. That is so meaningful and so incredibly thoughtful. And like, I want to be a part of their life life. rather than let's bring them into my life and, you know, see how you fit into my life only. Well, I mean, and that was the thing with Ari is he just was constantly like mowed over by the producers and he just did whatever. He didn't have a backbone at all (laughs) in any of it. No. Spineless Ari is what he was. Oh, that's so true. I've been calling him a cad. Because that's kind of the closest word that I can think of. But that is exactly right. He's just spineless. Yeah. When he would break up with girls on the two-on-ones with them sitting right there, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that. Yeah. You can go and take them to another place. You don't have to just, I mean, the two-on-one is awkward enough. I mean, I think Becca is taking the reins a little bit more, which is good. But I I also think they've got to just, some of these dates, I mean, that Vegas singing date in front of Wayne Newton, I mean, I fast-forwarded right it. Yeah, that was that was terrible. It was it was pretty much enjoyable for no one. No one. No one. I kind of did like the debate until it went really sour. But I thought that was kind of a good idea, actually, that I we haven't seen before where they have to debate for her love. Yeah, it would have gone well and would have been fun had had Chris and Lincoln not ruined it. And then they just kept taking shots of the kids in the audience yes. to make Chris look even worse. Yes. As if he doesn't look bad enough by what he's saying. Take just tight shots and visual images of the mothers shielding their children mm-hmm. from the curse yeah. I mean, honestly, Chris, they just like demonize yeah, this to- guy. Oh, totally. I mean, Chris is one of the people that signed up for the show and is now regretting that contract because did he behave badly? Absolutely. But was the editing and the production, you know, set up to really make him look awful? And yeah. it did. Yeah. Yes. I know. It's yeah. like the only worst thing they could have done was taken his foot and like, you know, photoshopped him kicking a puppy into it. Yeah. It's like the only thing that would have made it worse. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't think they didn't think about it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure they did. I'm just hoping that footage doesn't exist. Okay, someone else that really had a good night with Becca, Leo. Yeah. So Becca was a little shaken up from that group date and Chris and Lincoln arguing, uh, but Leo was kind of the perfect person to go on a date with, and I think there's a lot more to Leo than his hair. Yes, he's so interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he opened up to her, and she opened up to him. I mean, at this moment, I was really thinking, like, thank goodness 
she is just going to tell someone about this. If you imagine being in real life and having all that ickiness kind of going on, I yeah. don't know how I couldn't talk to someone about it. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, so I was I was hoping for that moment where she was just going to talk to one of the guys that she really trusted mm-hmm. and just kind of go like, what is going on here? Can we just kind of talk about this and have them be honest with no skin in the game and just be like, look. It, the, which yeah. Leo kind of didn't do. He didn't want to throw anyone under the bus. Which, which was nice. Fair enough and nice. I My only thing with Leo, I think he's really darling, is that I don't know if there's any chemistry there. I don't think there's enough chemistry and I don't think there's going to be enough time mm-hmm. to truly just for her to get to a point where she can appreciate his quirky charms. Yes. Leo is more than his hair, but his hair is taking over his whole thing. He And I get that he's got his great hair yes. and he loves it. And that's probably like his signature thing. But when Leo had his hair pulled back when they were doing the oyster deal, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck? This guy's smoking hot. He is. He's really handsome. He's super handsome. He yeah. looks fantastic. And you almost like you miss the intricacies of his expressions because his hair is so distracting. True. It's like you're missing the cues about that he's giving you in terms of who he is when he's interacting because you just can't see past the hair. Oh my gosh. I want Becca to bring this up to him. Like, Hey, I really am into you, but I can't tell if you're into me because I can't see your facial expressions because your hair. Because your hair, you have so much of it. How do you think it. he would take that? His hair is definitely his, his Like, thing. if you really want a shot with me, yeah. you have to shave. That would be a great date, though. I know. <laughs> He's kind of the real guy, though, about this, who I think um, he was saying, like, I'm I'm getting into her. Like, I liked yeah. her. And I mm-hmm. like that, that he's being a little bit more real about the timeline. Because totally. who was the guy a couple seasons ago who took all the flack for not saying... He wasn't sure if he could be there at the end. It was Rachel. It was the guy who... Peter. Yes, thank you. Oh, my you. gosh. Who we're all still hoping will be the Bachelor. We're just, like, in love with him, and yes. he's from Madison, totally. and I just die because, oh my gosh. you know, I'm a Badger, so it just makes me so happy. Totally. And it's kind of close by to the point where you could potentially drive down there and maybe meet him. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Not that I've thought of that. I mean, what? Thinking, <laughs> thinking for a friend. But, you know, when he was saying, I'm just not sure if I'm going to get to this point. Yeah. It's, he's, he reminds me, that Leo situation reminds me of Peter where he's a little bit, um, he's in it 50-50. Where yes. it's not just about me falling in love with her or her falling in love with me. It's about me falling in love with her, too. Like, I need to yes. give myself the credit to be able to have those feelings. And kind of operating on the timeline that exists within the show, which no matter what is super expedited and, you know, kind of an alternate reality. Yeah. Uh, but not letting go of the real world. and For sure. And being real. And I think Becca is like that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's operating in a way that makes sense outside of the show and within the show. Which I think is really cool. I totally agree. Yeah. Leo, we just want to see your facial expressions. Yes, we do. I f- we think they're great. Leo's Leo has a lot of... I mean, it made sense to me when he was talking about his dad yeah. and saying, I don't feel like I've been good enough, sort of, because oh. he's he's incredibly successful. And I feel like he's going to be even more successful after the show because you look at the guy and you go, are you in action movies? Yeah. Are you in Game of Thrones? I mean, he should be. He's... A really great guy, seemingly, but also like incredibly, I mean, attractive and kind of a certain type of look. When people say they just they don't feel like they've ever felt like they were good enough, it like takes my soul and crushes it because I just want people to feel like they are good enough. Which I think is the case with so many incredible stars, though, because they're, you know, the reason they're so, so successful is they're always kind of trying to work harder and harder and harder for something that they 
might never achieve, which is kind of that feeling of yeah, that's self value gratification. Oh man, they're always kind of like looking for that and do it in their career. I don't know. That's what I've thought about, like Beyonce and Prince and stuff like that, because you have to sacrifice so much to work that hard. Yeah, you totally do. Um, so we love Jason. We love Leo. Colton, uh, Becca loves Colton. Well, because Colton's smoking hot like fire. Colton is smoking hot. He doesn't say much. And Becca is just like, you really blew me away today. And just gives him a rose. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I, the way that I feel about Colton right now is I just don't know if I can trust him. Because everything he says feels like he is reading it off of key cards. Or like he wrote it down and he's trying to remember it. He's too good looking. He's too good looking. This is sometimes can be the curse of a too good looking guy. Yeah. You shouldn't date guys that are too pretty if he's... Prettier than you. It's a little risky. Uh-huh. Um, I think Colton, and I don't know. His name's Colton. He's cute. Wow, you just like, you're under the spell too, like, right along with Becca. He's so cute. He's just so charming. But it's very, it's worrisome. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I think she likes the idea of him more than she's actually getting to know him. Yes. We shall see what happens with Colton. Okay, at this point, we like to go to quotes, uh, Elizabeth okay, Reese. We let's call do it. it Overheard. Overheard. She overheard something. On The Bachelorette. Okay, uh, I've got some quotes for us, and this one comes from Garrett. He said about Chris and Lincoln arguing, Listening to Chris and Lincoln argue, it's just such an elementary fight, and it was so stupid. It's like Dumb and Dumber, but I don't know which one's which. <laughs> I just appreciate how honest he is. His reactions are like all of our reactions where yeah. he just goes, it's so stupid. He's not trying to be particularly eloquent or something. I just don't know which one is which. That's funny. Exactly. Uh, okay. And then on Jason's date where they went to that kind of weird, unhappy gothic hour. Why? Why? I don't know. That's another failed date. You're another right. Another failed, like cheap, weird, manufactured <laughs> yeah. date. Totally. I mean, put him in a helicopter. Yeah. And- I don't know what the payoff was because the whole messaging of that date was dark like this quote where the guy said, you enjoy life through death. And then they like cheersed and went to the rest of the date. It was like, oh, great. That's uplifting. (laughs) Um, Okay, Colton said this on Chris's relationship, which I feel bad about these types of call outs because I feel like kind of a narc. But I just can't help it because Colton kind of has some trouble saying things sometimes. He said, obviously, his relationship is on the rock. I'm like, Colton, it's on the rocks. I know. Not on the rock. That was Chris, though. Chris had terrible grammar choices. Yes, There were he a did. lot of missteps in terms of how he was using the old words. Well, and I think that gets to his insecurity, too, because he was so over the top with trying to use really big words as well. I know. Um, okay, so Leo said, I'm feeling pretty gleeful to be around that girl. That's cute. I know. How sweet was that? I liked how he calls her that girl or this girl. Like, I just really like this girl. I think that's... That's charming. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really sweet, honest sentiment. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we'll finish it off with Chris uh, talking about Lincoln when he said, the man eats 12 eggs every day. His cholesterol has to be 6,000. It was like, is that a diss? What are you talking about? This comment (laughs) sent my husband and I into a tailspin of Googling what causes high cholesterol. (laughs) And I was, we went into a whole debate about, it's about the quality of the eggs Pasture-raised eggs are oh. better for you. Well, and Elizabeth <laughs> has chickens, actually, so this is perfect. I know. So yeah. we had a whole discussion about bacon versus eggs versus what really causes high cholesterol. There was a lot of Googling that went on 
um, while we were watching it because it. of that statement. Well, I mean, maybe maybe Chris's legacy will be, you know, helping people out with their cholesterol levels. <laughs> that was so confusing. It just sounded like he wanted to make such a strong point I know. I was thinking, like, the disc. guy just wants protein. What's your problem? <laughs> what? Yeah. He eats 12 yeah. eggs a day. Maybe he's really working out. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so, so funny. Okay. You see the future. future. Predictions. <laughs> so what happens next? next this next. is where we make predictions as well. I okay. really think that she is going to pick Garrett. And again, we don't look at spoilers here. We avoid them like the plague. We do. Yep. I think uh, I think Garrett and I mean Colton and Jason and uh, I don't know. All the guys are really great right now. I wonder if it's going to come down to Garrett and Jason. But I really I think it's totally Garrett. She gave him the first impression rose. I'm sticking with that. Mm-hmm. I also think he looked like a little bit of a disheveled mess last night and that shirt oh. choice was horrendous. Oh. And so I feel like that actually makes him more approachable and more pleasant. He's yeah. not too perfect. He's clearly not perfect. Yeah. Based on things we've heard outside of the show about yes. him. But that being said, um, I think she really likes him. Actually, I was going to bring this up earlier, and I totally agree with you. I think he maybe he isn't perfect, but he might be perfect for her. They just seem to vibe on the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to bring up when we were talking about Chris's apology, Garrett's apology, because I finally went back and read that. Yeah, good. And tell I, me about it. I do think one of our biggest questions right now that keeps coming up is, Yay, we like Garrett so much. Oh, wait, he's transphobic and said fat-shaming things and things that are really icky and we don't like. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of, like, move on. But the question is, do we forgive him? We don't know if she chooses him or not. But if she does, do we get over that? His apology on Instagram was, you know, kind of three separate Instagrams of a note that he had written. Okay. And it basically said... This is not reflective of who I am. I, I, you know, did not understand certain things. Basically, I was ignorant mm-hmm. about certain things. Yep. And also, I don't under, I didn't understand, you know, how social media can really impact your life. Yes. And he said, I'm so, so sorry. Um, I do, again, embrace this uh, as a way that I can better myself and become a better person. Um but I'm sorry to have caused offense. I want everyone to find their own love and kind of, you know, saying how he really feels about some of those subjects yeah. and begging for forgiveness. And after reading it, I did think I, I think he was ignorant, probably. And I think he made a mistake. And I think that if she does pick him, that basically he probably learned from it. And otherwise, he does seem like a great guy. And I think the people that really know him probably do feel that way about him that he is a really great guy but I I kind of felt like well we all make mistakes I totally agree and you know what what's the best that you can hope from someone who says terrible ignorant things yeah you hope that they recognize that it was wrong and that they do better in the future I mean what what more do you want from someone like that I mean I we hope that for a lot of people we hope that for Roseanne we hope that you know for Many people in positions of power who say things that are inflammatory and offensive towards people. You hope that they will recognize mm-hmm. and see the light and turn it around and be better. Yes. And so do you? what do you do for the rest of this guy's life? You tell him that he's terrible and a jerk and he doesn't deserve anything because of that? I mean, he's doing what he should, which yeah. is apologizing, taking responsibility and not living like that in the future. True. And for us to if to just continue to shame him and say vile things about him, I think would be 
basically doing the exact same thing that we're punishing him for. Right on, Marley. So I'm uh, with you, Mama. Totally agree with you. Um, we will see who Becca chooses as we continue to watch The Bachelorette. Thank you so much for joining me, oh, Elizabeth. Oh, I was so delighted to be invited. Thank you for having me. And we love having your weekly installments on Twin Cities Live where you come in and recap well, The Bachelorette, too. They are really fun. Twin Cities Live, uh, if you are local in the Twin Cities Channel 5, 3 to 4.30, um, you'll find Elizabeth there every day. And uh, I do check in with her on Tuesdays to talk about The Bachelorette. It's so, fab. Thank you again so much. And uh, thank you for listening to You Get a Rose. Please rate and review the podcast, as always. Um, it means a lot to us. And we'll talk to you next week.